teachers at this primary school in China know exactly when someone isn't paying attention. These headbands measure each student's level of concentration. The information is then directly sent to the teacher's computer and to parents. Meanwhile, some schools offer glimpses of what the future of high-tech education in the country might look like. Students wear uniforms with chips that track their locations. There are even surveillance cameras that monitor how often students check their phones or yawn during classes. In this special episode, we'll be focusing on China and how their developments in neuroscience and brain-computer interfaces might reach the level of the U.S. in the coming years. We'll also share how neuroscience might be a fast-track way to developing AGI. Next, we'll dig into a Chinese BCI company you may have heard of recently, Neuromatrix, which is comparable to Neuralink but made in China. And before you dismiss it, it seems like a serious startup bet from the East. They just broke news last year with a pre-Series A funding round. And finally, we'll be providing a deeper context on where China stands today in terms of development, collaboration with U.S. universities, funding, BCI deployments, and their huge aspirations and strategic moves in brain science. Let's begin. People often say a lot of negative things about China, but one thing is true, their citizens on the whole have a remarkable work ethic. The approach they use with AI has made them leaders in the field. It seems that now they're taking the same approach with neuroscience and brain-computer interfaces. We don't know for sure due to the secretive nature of their endeavors, but what we do know is that if they want to progress fast in a field, they will take full advantage of their tight relationship between the public and private sectors and its government's rigid oversight in almost all spheres of life. In 2016, the China Brain project was listed as a key science and technology project of the 13 five-year plan. And in March 2018, the Beijing Center for Brain Research was established among Beijing's premier biomedical institutions, including the Chinese Academy of Sciences, the Academy of Military Medical Sciences, Peking University, and Tsinghua University. The focus will be on basic mechanisms underlying cognitive functions of the brain, early diagnosis and treatment of brain-related diseases, and advanced development of brain-machine intelligence technologies. One example is the China Brain Project, led by the government. It's one of four pilot programs of the Innovation of Science and Technology Forward 2030, targeting brain science and brain-like intelligence research as one of its core pillars. But that's not enough. They're also looking into diagnosing, preventing, and eventually curing brain-related diseases through understanding the neural basis of cognitive functions. Does that sound familiar? But what's most interesting here is that they plan to use the insights gained from studying the brain to push forward artificial intelligence via brain-inspired breakthroughs. Here's professor and director of the Institute of Neurobiology at Fudan University, Yang Xiongli, speaking about the Chinese Brain Project at the World Economic Forum in 2018, presenting it to a bigger audience. And in the China Brain Project, a nationwide effort to push brain research forward in clinical, basic, and brain-inspired intelligence aspects in China, we have been playing and will to continue to play a crucial role. Thank you very much. Now, fast forward to 2020 at the World Science Summit, Professor Lu Ping Shi, director of the Center for Brain Inspired Computing Research at Tsinghua University, was one of the finalists. 
at the world-class pitch competition organized by the Falling Walls Foundation. He said this. The ultimate way to solve this problem is to develop artificial general intelligence similar to human brain. The two main technical role to develop AGI, computer science-driven and neuroscience-driven. Interestingly, computer and brain complement each other in the advantage and the principle. Combination of both is believed as the best way to develop AGI. It seems that wherever we look, the lines between AI and neuroscience are blurring. Both fields might be helping each other grow at an unprecedented rate to increase the overall knowledge and make the path towards AGI shorter. An example of this cross-pollination between both fields is Professor Liu Pingxi's Hyunjik chip, a novel brain-inspired computing chip, which can simultaneously support computer science-oriented and neuroscience-oriented neural networks and leverage their strengths such as artificial neural networks and spiking neural networks. Further versions of the chip achieve flexible functionality, high speed, and low power for applications such as object detection, balance control, obstacle avoidance, and decision-making, to name a few, all at the same time. An interesting application of the chip was the creation of a self-driving bicycle described in the Nature paper in August of 2020. Here's how Mu Ming Pu, one of the international leaders in neuroscience and the director of the Institute of Neuroscience in China, explains its brain project goals and benchmarks for 2030. So we have very clear benchmark for basic research, right? That benchmark is reflected in our Connectome project. Right? Five years, we have the, uh, uh, the uh, lower uh, uh, a vertebrate species, zebrafish, Connectome down. Okay. Ten years, with international collaborations, mouse Connectome. Fifteen years, we address major areas of monkey Connectome. Now, along that way, along the structural analysis of, of the connectome, we're working on the functional studies of various functions associated with the structure that has already been elucidated. This is unlike the gene, human genome project because oh, yeah. it's, it's just a technical work. Now, the, the connectome project, mesocellular copy connectome project in, in China, is not just a, a technical work. It's a work that goes along with functional studies. Anything we learn, technology developed for studying the structure, will be applied to manipulate, to understand the circuits. China is using the brain as a way to push its AI efforts to the next level, as clearly expressed by the Chinese-American neuroscientist Mu Ming Pu, which, by the way, has a long history working at the University of California, Berkeley, and as founding director of the Shanghai-based Institute of Neuroscience of the Chinese Academy of Sciences. He also explains that the main goal is to understand the underlying mechanism of actions and circuits of the brain through multiple methods, including intracellular recordings, just like Neuralink. Their ultimate goal is to use their advantages in population and primates to accelerate research in China. Then we can ask what's happening in the brain. We, we can do uh, uh, brain imaging studies. We can do, uh, uh, even do uh, recordings from the yeah. intracellular recordings from the monkey to figure out what circuit is, uh, is uh, causing this change, right? And then uh, there are artistic and uh, psychiatric patients who happen to have uh, this lost ability of recognizing themselves in the mirror. Oh. <laughs> they stimulate even not interested in themselves in the mirror, or they just don't know. They can recognize themselves, yeah. right? These are, uh, could uh, again be 
approach we can help to intervene human patients once we know the circuit basis of consciousness or self-awareness. Right? Now we can design robots. If we know the circuit, what is actually showing the behavior of recognizing the mirror image? Their intentions are clear here, and the targets for their experiments in the coming years might include developing new brain-machine interfaces and novel ways to interface with the brain. Not just ways to repair brain functions, but also fusion technologies to augment human capabilities. He also mentioned the similarities between European and American equivalent brain efforts. Here's a list of the applications that neuroscientist Muming Pu stated at the Brain Forum conference in 2016 in Lausanne, Switzerland. Uh, in the applied arm, the other applied arm, the brain machine interface uh, would be one of the uh, main targets. These are also uh, of uh, medical uh, uh, implications. The effective uh, interfaces and also the, uh, the new uh, electrical, magnetic, ultrasonic neuromodulation technique, brain-inspired neural network models uh, and computing uh, methods, uh, new architecture for the artificial intelligence uh, neural network uh, models. Uh, there are uh, softwares for the AI. And also the hardware, the brain-inspired computing, processing, and storage devices uh, are uh, part of, the, of, of interest to many people uh, in China. And also the uh, brain-inspired robotics. Right? So these are very much uh, in line with the European uh, brain uh, uh, human brain project, as well as uh, many of the priorities in the uh, U.S. Uh, brain initiative. So I think there's a lot of room for collaborations. China is using all its power to develop rapid iterations and international collaborations to understand the brain, but also to manipulate it in such a way that it might help them to create new devices, algorithms, and new methods along the way to not just help human patients restore brain functions, but also gaining key insights into the brain that might help the country to position itself as a future leader in the field. China's brain project has inspired and sparked interest among graduates from other leading universities in the country, such as Tsinghua University, to start their spin-up projects in invasive technologies. Neuromatrix is a Chinese startup founded in 2019, aiming to develop an implantable neural interface for frontier neuroscience research and future applications. It's difficult to imagine that Neuromatrix, a fancy name by the way, hasn't been inspired by Elon Musk's Neuralink. But if we put that in the context of China's brain project, we'll realize it makes sense that university labs, incubators, and research centers collaborate to pursue and align themselves with their country's new mission, the brain. This is how Neuromatrix spun off from Tsinghua University. One interesting fact is that Neuromatrix attracted funding at the Qiji Innovation Forum, formerly YC China, or Y Combinator China, which is a three-month program that helps entrepreneurs to find product market fit through training and gives them access to early-stage investors similar to those in the U.S. So Neuromatrix comes from a similar ecosystem that gave rise to companies like Airbnb, Uber, and Stripe in the United States. Here's a pitch that was made by Zhang Miling, Neuromatrix co-founder at the Qiji Innovation Forum in 2019. We can observe that her pitch was specifically targeted to inspiring local investors to create something similar to Neuralink, but made in China. She compares its lab prototypes with Neuralink's in rodents, highlighting the Chinese-made advantage, and also presents the financially attractive market size opportunity.
We are the only company in China which can compete with Neuralink. Compared with the prototype shared by Neuralink earlier, our prototype is more superior in noise cancellation and wireless communication ability. Plus, our implant can both send and receive information from internal neurons. In the past two years, our technology had been through several iterations. Currently, it's in the animal trial phase. I believe you are all not strangers of the topic of brain-machine interfaces. The question you have is when we can start making money. I want to say that we can start making money right now. Pretty bold claims there. According to PitchBook, the company currently has 70 employees and has raised a total of 100 million won, or $15.5 million, led by Prosperity7, Bogai Capital, Matrix Partners, China Growth Capital, and Zhen Fund, and is already generating revenue. If we compare Neuralink's progress up to now, according to Crunchbase and LinkedIn, it shows that the company's raised a total of $363 million and has around 200 employees. That's more than 20 times the amount of capital plus almost tripling the number of employees. Of course, we don't know the specific current team size, it's just an estimation, but it's interesting to compare them for the sake of entertainment. We don't know too much about the operations of Neuromatrix, but it will be interesting to see how such a company progresses in the coming years. China is already using brain-computer interfaces to improve its national students' level of attention and concentration, even from primary school. Watch this clip from the Wall Street Journal in 2019. Teachers at this primary school in China know exactly when someone isn't paying attention. These headbands measure each student's level of concentration. The information is then directly sent to the teacher's computer and to parents. China has big plans to become a global leader in artificial intelligence. It has enabled a cashless economy where people make purchases with their faces. A giant network of surveillance cameras with facial recognition helps police monitor citizens. Meanwhile, some schools offer glimpses of what the future of high-tech education in the country might look like. Classrooms have robots that analyze students' health and engagement levels. Students wear uniforms with chips that track their locations. There are even surveillance cameras that monitor how often students check their phones or yawn during classes. Seems scary? Well, this is what China is testing already. Some of these technologies might provide a glimpse of what the future might look like. There's still a long time before implantable devices reach the public. In the meantime, this seems to be what the Communist Party is starting to pursue actively through non-invasive approaches. It's only a matter of time before we're using these kind of devices for everyday activities. I predict that devices targeting consumers like Kernel's Flow will become much more and more popular in the near term due to increased brain awareness and boost in productivity. Speaking about progress, China recently announced they successfully completed their first BCI operation on an elderly patient in China. According to an announcement made by Zhejiang University in January 2020, a team of researchers and doctors from the university's Chishui Academy for Advanced Studies and the university's second affiliated hospital school of medicine has successfully implanted microelectrodes, or the BCI, into the 72-year-old patient, a world record for the oldest person, suffering from paraplegia in Huangshuo. In the next clip, it's possible to see that Mr. Zhang has implanted something that resembles two Utah arrays and is able to manipulate the robotic arm. With this, it's possible to see China's progress towards invasive clinical interventions. 
They'll continue to make progress, and although the country's efforts as a whole appear to lag the U.S. right now, we may see faster developments in the future. Here, Dr. Pu compares both countries' pros and cons in 2018. Uh, at present, or over the last uh, five, ten years, the total number of neuroscientists in China is about one-tenth of that of U.S. The current uh, government's uh, investment into neuroscience is probably one-twentieth of that of U.S. U.S. has a lot more investigated, especially experienced uh, leaders in the fields uh, of neuroscience. So we can expect that they, the, the U.S. will still be leading in the basic study of neuroscience. On the other hand, China has unique advantage for studying brain diseases. Large patient populations, now well-defined, a lot of the new uh, animal models, non-human primate models are being developed in China. And, and in this uh, uh, brain disease area, China clearly will become the leading uh, country in the world. And I think there is a tremendous interest now also in the area of brain-inspired technology, uh, in, in, in developing new uh, computing uh, methods uh, for machine learning, uh, for developing new uh, brain-like uh, 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 chips for computing. And all this could be moving very fast. Now, in this area of brain-inspired technology, there's, uh, it is clearly an area uh, for competition among the world. Uh, in fact, I think the uh, U.S. is uh, probably overall at the present is clearly leading, but it's, not, uh, it's hard to say whether the U.S. will still be leading in the next uh, 10 years. So, uh, so, so overall, I think in the applying neuroscience, uh, uh, in, uh, uh, in the area of uh, brain disease and uh, brain-inspired AI, China clearly is in the position to be a leader in the next 10, 20 years. Currently, there are a bunch of college programs that foster collaboration between China and the U.S., such as the JHU-BME dual degree program that Tsinghua and Johns Hopkins universities conjointly developed. Another interesting collaboration between the U.S. and China is the Tian Chao and Chrissy Chen Institute for Neuroscience at Caltech, which was founded in 2016 with the generous support of philanthropists Tian Chao Chen and Chrissy Luo, who committed $1 billion in research to try to advance brain research in mainly three areas, discovery, treatment, and development. They've also partnered with many Chinese institutions such as the Zhao Longgu Foundation and Huashan Hospital in Shanghai. Here's a short story about the center. You want to save people, you want to reduce their suffering. You need to understand the secret of the brain. The Chan saw me give an interview on television in Singapore. A paralyzed man was able to move a robotic arm using mind control. We found that just fascinating. So we flew to Caltech. We appreciate Caltech's laser focus and the vision very much aligned. To understand the fundamental workings of the brain and to translate that understanding into applications that improve people's lives today. We think, you know, that's it. You know, we, that's the, what we are looking for. What's interesting here is that the dynamic collaboration between both countries might help to train new scientists, import talent, 
and increase the neuroscience community in China in the long run. One side effect of this mixing of resources between the US and China could be the acceleration of AI progress. What we've seen here is just the surface of what's going on in China, and the companies such as Neuromatrix are just getting started. Let's finish this episode with some words from the Director of Neurosurgery at Huashan Hospital in Pudan University, who talks about how studying the human brain could solve the challenges ahead for China and the whole of mankind.其他的包括了新鲜新技术。那么这样子就是通过脑科学、神经科学研究，既解决了我们临床问题，又解决了我们经济发展问题。脑科学应该是我们人类未来发展方向。What do you think about China's ambition to become a leader in brain science? Let us know in the comments and thank you for watching.